Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we have a very special guest on the show, best-selling romance author Michelle Major. Now, what do romance novels and cats have in common? I'm glad you asked. Stay tuned, and you're going to find out. But first, welcome, Michelle, to the show. Thanks for being on Cat Talk Radio today. Thank you so much for having me, Molly. I'm glad to speak with you today. And and we're going to talk today about your, you have two books. Um, one is, is out now called The Last Carolina Sister, and the other is uh, Wildflower Season, which will be out in May. And so you write mostly small town romance. That's kind of how it's classified. Is that right? Yes, I do. I really um I really enjoy, I write contemporary romance and setting it in small towns for that community feel. And um, The Last Carolina Sister, which you mentioned is out now, is actually my 40th book in publication. So it's been a fun journey. Oh, that's great. And and this book features a main character who runs an animal rescue, which is how we're tying all this in that and and a few other things our guests will discover about you. So tell us about this this character. Yeah, so Meredith Ventner is the main character of the Last Carolina Sister and she runs the Forever Friends animal rescue out of the fictional town of Magnolia, North Carolina. I will say that, um, well, I think Meredith is my first um, heroine who has owned an animal rescue. I do often feature um, dogs and a lot of cats in my book just because they're such a big part of our family. And I think they add just some sweetness to the stories. Um, But Meredith is the third sister of um, the Magnolia Sister series, and she grew up, she was abandoned by her mom. She grew up in a family of um, all men, her father and two brothers, but then learned recently, as the story opens, that um the man who raised her was not her biological father. So she has a lot of... Um, a lot of defense mechanisms and walls and she's kind of a tough nut to crack and the animals that she takes care of were such a great vehicle for me to show readers some of her softer sides and her vulnerability in the story. Oh, fun. That sounds interesting. So is it, it's the third in the series? Is that right? Yes. So the last Carolina sister is the third in the Magnolia sister series. And then wildflower season, we had so much fun in the fictional town of Magnolia that um, we've spun off the series to add even more characters to the world. And 
actually more um, fur babies as well will continue to show up as the series progresses. Oh, that's fun. Now, you've got to get inspiration from from somewhere. So you've got a you've got a buddy that runs an animal rescue or you do yourself, I would presume. I um, actually I we my family, we are really involved in our one of the local cat rescues here in Colorado Springs, where I live. It's called Happy Cats Haven. And we've been volunteering for them for years. And it's a smaller organization. So I have become friends with um, the the people who run it. And really respect what they do. And then a couple years ago, we also started fostering litters of kittens. Um, and, you know, I'm on social media a lot for my books. And I love featuring the kittens and featuring the rescue and just helping get the word out on the great things that they're doing. That's a great opportunity. I love that. And who doesn't love romance and rescuing animals? I mean, most of most of my friends that are in animal rescue, which are all women, right? There, there's very few men, and especially in cat rescue in particular, and they don't have time for romance running <laughs> an animal rescue. <laughs> That's true. That's why. So in in the book, the hero who is, of course, as heroes often are, a very strapping, um, handsome doctor, he ends up volunteering for the main character in her animal rescue because who doesn't like a man who's willing to step in and scoop some poop when it's needed? Oh my, yes, those are few and far between. And I think those single men out there, you know, if they were if they were really interested in, in finding a partner, they ought to be volunteering in cat rescue because there's is, lots and lots of single women. <laughs> that is very true. Very true. <laughs> and and you um you were gonna I want you to read some of the books so our listeners can kind of get a taste of of what you're writing and your and your voice and that kind of thing. So, have you got a ex excerpt picked out that might pique our curiosity? I do. So, this is um, near the beginning of the book, and it's when uh, Meredith, the heroine, and Ryan, the hero, first meet, and she actually has had a little bit of a run-in with a, a local who who came to her rescue under the guise of um, of adopting an animal, but had kind of ulterior motives. And like I said, she's a tough cookie. So she kind of took care of him. And while Meredith is really dedicated to her rescue, as you mentioned, she doesn't or hasn't before now had a lot of time for love, um, but actually was featured as the book opens in a local paper about how um, she's basically a cat and dog lady with no time for real relationships. And so that has sort of meant that all of the single men in her town feel like she is fair game, um, but she's really happy with what she's doing now. So as the book opens, she needs the doctor's help for a situation at her house. So I will get started with reading it. Oh, great. 
So um, Meredith had nearly forgotten the disaster waiting at her house when Ryan opened the door. Heck, she'd nearly forgotten her own name. He was well over six feet with broad shoulders and muscled arms under the faded Georgetown t-shirt he wore. He had sandy blonde hair that was long enough to make him look more like a surfer than the big city physician she'd expected to meet. Weren't doctors only supposed to be movie star good looking on television? He clearly hadn't wanted to come with her tonight, which had been another shock. Being healthy most of her 27 years, Meredith hadn't had much interaction with doctors. Again, if Hollywood could be relied upon for accuracy, doctors loved jumping in to save the day. Ryan had needed more than a little prodding, but he was here now and... Did you bring the whiskey? Joey called from where he sat on her couch, still holding an ice pack she'd given him against his head. At least he didn't look any worse than he had when she'd left to receive the doctor. No alcohol, she said. You're trouble enough when you're sober, Joey. I've seen you drunk enough times to know we're not going there tonight. Apparently, we're not going anywhere, he muttered. I feel like you led me on, Mare. You said you were coming out for a kitten, she reminded him through clenched teeth. I said a kitty, he told her, removing the ice, bat, ice pack. It was a eudonism. She winced at the dried blood that matted his hair around the edges of the bandage she'd done her best to apply to the wound. I think he means euphemism, Ryan said at her shoulder, his tone both bewildered and amused. Instead of a kitty, he might be talking about, I know what he's talking about. Meredith focused her irritation with the fellow townie she'd known since elementary school and tried to ignore the heat she could feel from the doctor standing so close. That's what led to this whole fiasco. She tried to kill me, Joey told Ryan. The women of Magnolia should be so lucky, Meredith shot back. I could have you arrested, he held up. Wait, you aren't going to tell Tanya about this, right? She and me aren't exclusive, but she's got a jealous streak a mile wide. Now that I think about things, it was a simple misunderstanding. I forgot about your temper. After the article last month, I figured I was doing you a favor coming out here. She's lonely, you know, he told the doctor. Meredith gave a tight shake of her head when Ryan glanced over his shoulder. Don't ask, she told him, hoping it didn't sound like she was begging, although she'd beg, borrow, and plead to have tonight a distant memory. You the doc, Joey asked as Ryan turned to face him again. Yes, Ryan crouched down in front of Joey. Tell me about your head. You can leave out the lonely bits. Joey looked around Ryan's broad frame toward Meredith. Can I at least get a beer? She counted to ten in her head and then asked, how about a glass of orange juice? Close enough, he grumbled. So, um, <laughs> so then we skip ahead, and so we get to the, the article. The article about Forever Friends that had appeared in the local paper last month was meant as free publicity for a Valentine's Day adoption fair she'd been holding. She talked to the reporter, Kate Crane, about the unconditional love of a pet and how animals could help people who didn't have other close relationships in their lives. Meredith had made a few awkward jokes about dogs and cats being better company than men. She hadn't expected the article fo article's focus to turn to her modern-day spinsterhood and how sweet and pathetic it was that she devoted her life to animals in need while she pined for the right blood right man to appear. Since that time, every blood-blooded <laughs> bachelor in Magnolia seemed to show up at her doorstep ready to sweep her off her feet. 
<laughs> and that is definitely something I, I, all of us females in rescue say that a- animals are much better company than yeah. most people, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's so easy to get totally immersed in rescue and fostering and 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 not make time for for the rest of your life. I have I have never met a larger group of people that has a work worse work life balance in my life than people in animal rescue. <laughs> I think that is very true and so dedicated and such big hearts. But yeah, I I really see how it's hard to you know, you, you never leave the job when the job involves these animals that need you. Yeah, you can't because there's, there's lives at stake with every little thing that you do. So it's, it's hard and it's, you know, it's, it's an easy, an easy service to become addicted to as well, which I think is, is where that lack of work-life balance eventually comes in for, for a lot of people in rescue is they get so engrossed in it, they, you know, they, they forget that they have other parts of life that they might should be tending to. <laughs> but it's not hard to forget when a strapping young doctor shows up at the door all <laughs> muscly and cute. <laughs> yes, well, that is my wish for any of the animal rescue ladies out there who would would like one. I hope I've created a scenario that will mimic their real life in some point. <laughs> Yes, it sounds like a, a great, a, a wonderful, a wonderful wish list for them to read. <laughs> now, you, like me, uh, speaking of, of animals in your life, and especially our male animals, you have one cat, a, a male named Bo, right? So I actually, I have three cats. My male is named Mo, and then I have two females um, Millie and Morgan, who is older, Morgan is 15, and Mo and Millie are both um, around four, between four and five. They were both rescues, so we, we think they were around that age. Um, but Mo is our cat who loves the kittens. He is the one who, he really mothers them, and the two, the two girl cats want nothing to do with the fosters when they come in, so... <laughs> You see that a lot, and where the male cats seem to tend to the kittens, it's it's very funny because in nature, you know, they they don't often, but they can kill kittens because they feel like, especially the male kittens are, you know, taking over the resources and kill those kittens and get back to mating kind of thing, <laughs> and and, uh, and it's funny, it's it's so heartwarming when you see a, a male cat take to foster kittens. It is, it is very sweet, and I I. I think and I hope we do a good job with our, our fosters because we also have um, two dogs. We have a Weimariner and a Yellow Lab, and they're both very gentle and sweet. The, most of our kittens spend a lot of their time um, playing with my lab's tail, batting it back and forth. And so I do feel confident that when a litter spends time with us, they're going to go out in the world really well socialized and ready to to be a great family member for whoever adopts them 
It's such an important part of fostering. It's As a matter of fact, I'm teaching a class next weekend uh, to a rescue group of their foster base about turning kittens into great cats. And it is, we when we foster kittens, we have them during that critical socialization window, you know, which is usually two to seven weeks. And, you know, the more they can be exposed to during that time period, the better off they are as adult cats. So it sounds like you have a great environment for the kittens. I hope so. I hope so. And it really, it helps me too, because um, I do, you know, I I work a lot. I I write a lot of books. And so at least pre-pandemic, I was here most of the time by myself. And so it was great to have you know, some fun and companionship. And there is just nothing that can make you smile faster than a litter of kittens romping around. That is so true. They are so cute and distracting. Now, getting back to Meredith, because we don't want to lose that train of thought, too. So, without giving us a spoiler alert, we're assuming that Meredith and the cute doctor end up hooking up. Is that what ends up happening? Or you, I will say one of the, go ahead. Is it a pining romance story? <laughs> it is. It, I would call it a slow burn. So um, neither one of them is really, really looking for love. But, you know, sometimes when love finds you, it is, it's hard to resist. And one of the things I like best about writing romance and light women's fiction is there's that there's the real promise of the story that um, a reader knows when they start one of my books, no matter what I put the characters through emotionally. And oftentimes I put them through the ringer, but there's the promise of a happily ever after at the end. And I think for me as a reader, especially this year, I've really been gravitating towards things that are uplifting and hopeful both in books and TV shows because that's been really important for for my emotional well-being. So yes, they Meredith is gonna is gonna come out of her journey in a much better place than where she started. Ah, and then this this story obviously continues in wildflower season, or is that the last of the series? So this is the, it's the final one in this series, but the great thing about creating a world within a romance series is that the the secondary characters or the the past couples that readers have met continue to show up in future stories. And so Meredith is a really big part of this Magnolia community. And I mean, my personal belief in real life is that um, most people's lives are improved by adopting a rescue animal. So she is for sure um, a part of every book in the series is she helps find the right animal for whatever character I'm focusing on at the time. That's fun. And I, and I don't know of another, I don't know that I've ever read a a, a romance novel series that has an animal rescue as the main character. I, I think that's a, that's a brilliant idea. Thank you. Well, I, I, like I said, I really, you know, I'm really inspired and I admire what 
what the rescue community does. And I do think it is just like you said, a group maybe with not the best work life balance, but but huge hearts who, you know, Meredith deserved her her strapping doctor. I think she'd earned him. Mm-hmm. And so is your book cover like you know, with with Fabio on the cover, it is not. <laughs> Although, um, you know, I have friends, and particularly friends who write cowboy romance. And living in Colorado, I I know some real life cowboys. Um, but the my book cover, and it is a beautiful book cover. The Harlequin Art Department knocked it out of the park with this one. But it's a really lovely picture of the barn that houses the rescue. So. Really, right from the start, uh, you know, what she does in her vocation takes center stage in the book. That's great. I, I can't wait to, to read the series, and uh, I think that'll be great. And people can find this series. They can find um, The Last Carolina Sister pretty much everywhere, Target, Amazon, Walmart, right? I mean, anywhere you buy books. Yes, you can, anywhere you, you buy can... books right now, it's out. And um, the and wildflower season, which is like we, as we discussed, coming out in May, can be pre-ordered on um, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, Target Online. Um, and if if your listeners want to hear learn more about me and and sort of my journey, my website is www.michellemajor.com, and there's book links. There's more about me. I'm also on social media, Instagram and Facebook, and uh, like I said, a lot of that is. Um, is kitten posts because um, one of the things that I kind of pride myself in is that um, I've personally, you know, through the shelter, I've found adoptive families for about, gosh, at least half of the kittens that we've had, because I really do, you know, I'm committed to their mission and finding these great families. So, um, and it's very rewarding for me because then when I have people I know, I've had readers adopt our kittens who live in Colorado and friends. And so then I feel like I'm kind of the, the doting aunt that gets to see um, updates on them as they, as they get older. So that's always, that's always fun. It is. That's the best part is adopting them to people, you know, or at least people that, you know, are going to stay in touch and, and you get to see them grow up and, and their wonderful lives. There's nothing more rewarding than that. We fostered hundreds of kittens and is, you know, I can remember every single one of them. (laughs) It's, it's fun. It really is. And a whole lot easier than fostering children. (laughs) imagine um yeah they are they and and a lot fuzzier too (laughs) right (laughs) and so you're i'm assuming it's it's we'd find you on social media under michelle major right yeah so on instagram i am michelle major books and um actually that's facebook as well as my facebook author page is michelle major books so and i do i have um in addition to wildflower season then i have 
the next book in the series, Mistletoe Season, will come out in October. So I really, um, I really love this world. And so I, and readers have had such a great response to it. So it's, you know, it's a real honor for me. I got an email yesterday from someone in um, Britain who said that she discovered me during the third lockdown and just kind of binge read a bunch of my books and it really helped her, you know, get through being stuck at home again. So that's, you know, for a writer, that's just the best thing that you can hear is that, that my stories help someone get through a tough time in their lives. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And we certainly have had lots of opportunity to read in this last year. So, so that's good. And you to write, which is wonderful as well. Keep them coming. And, and, and being with Harlequin, that's, that's great. I mean, there is no better romance publicist in the world you are aligned with. So you're obviously very, very good at what you do. (laughs) Thank you. I certainly love it. So it's, it's a, it's a great career. Yeah, and we appreciate you weaving cat rescue and animal rescue into the theme, too, because I think, you know, I think that also is an opportunity to enlighten the world of, you know, people that aren't as close to that as as you and I and probably lots of our listeners. It's a it's a great way to educate them about a need out there in the world. I think so. And I hope, I mean, my hope would be, you know, if a reader you know, reads about Meredith and hears about her rescue, then if they're thinking about adding a pet to their family, you know, they're going to investigate a, a local rescue in their area and, you know, kind of understand that that's a, that's a, the perfect option for, for getting matched with the right pet. Yeah, and they might just want to go out and start their own rescue if they think the handsome doctor's going to show up to help. That's true. That's true. I can't guarantee the handsome doctor, though. (laughs) Well, thank you for being with us today. It's been a pleasure to chat with you about your books, and uh, I hope everybody goes out there and, and buys the whole series. And um, we appreciate you doing what you do for fostering and and promoting animal rescue. Well, thank you so much for everything you do, Molly. And I really appreciate you having me here today. And listeners, while you're out there checking out Michelle's website at michellemajor.com, pop on over to catbehaviorsolutions.org and check out some of the new products we have in our store. We've picked up a few new things lately. Global Pet Expo was virtual this year rather than um, on-site, obviously, because of COVID precautions. Um, But we were able to find some new things that we think will interest you. So head over there and check out our store. and, uh, And of course, follow both Michelle and us on social media we we both have lots of great cat stuff to 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 share with you so until next time keep calm and purr on you can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air in the u.s about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues 
through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.